Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Oh, today have we got a podcast for you. I'm going to be honest with you, it's a little bit personal and I feel like I'm going to have to be, no, I don't even feel like I'm going to have to be, I know I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. So to be really transparent, I'm feeling a little anxious. You have, oh, this podcast then is for you. Mm. <laughs> True. What a so, great topic that we're going to cover yeah, today. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit like, whoo, but I did make a promise to my Ultimate You group that I was going to share something that... Um, I've recently been through and how I overcame it and how I'm still overcoming it because it's still not over. So maybe you've been struggling right now with overwhelm. Maybe uh, you've had some unexpected news and it took you off the Richter scale. Maybe you've had um, a meeting with the boss and you're waiting for a result. Maybe there's been some family conflict or, I don't know, maybe there's been lots of stuff. Give us some, like... Like any news, maybe you've heard some some worrying news or somebody has said that they need to talk to you about something but they don't tell you. Like, friends do that to you all the time or parents do that. We need to, You need to come over, we need to sit and have a chat. And in your head, you're just going around and around all the scenarios that it could be. And um, maybe... Like your kids' parents have called you in for a meeting. Or oh, maybe yeah. your Stress brother, your sister, or your family have do. just gone, we need to catch up, we need to discuss this. Like yeah. We need to sit down and have a, a conversation about is like the worst thing that a parent can ever say because you're like, oh my God, what did I do? What did they find out? <laughs> so today's episode is for all of those people right now that have been like hit in the eyeball, something that's really challenged them and... It's almost like they're shut down and anxiety takes over, fear takes over, you start to feel inferior, you start to feel immobile, you feel maybe inadequate, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. you're living in fear, you're living in worry, your heart rate is elevated and you feel like you are just doing that. If you are that person, then today this podcast is for you and I'm going to share my personal journey since we have come back from our holiday, and how I've dealt with that, really. So stay tuned. So if you're out walking, keep walking. If you're at home, you may want to take some notes. All right, so today's episode, whew, emotional flooding. Do you know what that means? Like, what exactly is emotional flooding? So we're going to explain that. Then I'm potentially going to share a story somewhere along the line. I don't know where, and I'm going to try to stay on track. Then I'm going to share with you some of the strategies that I feel will best support you if you're going through this right now. And I just want you to remember that today is based on my experience, and we all have different experiences, and we all look through different lenses. So 
My intention today is not necessarily to trigger people, but to give you the tools necessary to help you get through something that may be really challenging and really confronting and really scary for you right now. That's what my goal is today. That's awesome. All right, so let's start with what actually is emotional flooding, Sam? And I'm going to take a drink because my anxiety just was like, Okay. Uh, So emotional flooding, it's often referred to as being overwhelmed with emotions or by emotions. emotions, It's a common human experience. We've all had it, a complete feeling of overwhelm and where you basically, it's like a tidal wave of emotions that just leaves you feeling completely out of control. I really like that. It's like a tidal wave. It's not like a little lake or a mill pond. It's a freaking tidal wave. That's what we're talking about today. (laughs) But... Why does why does it happen, I guess, is the mm. question, right? And I think there's like three main reasons why you might have a tidal wave of emotions hit you. It's usually three main things. It could be lots of other little ones, but these are the three top things. And what it does is it completely floods your brain with emotions when these things happen to you. Well, that's so like maybe we should talk about that. Like what is flooding, you know? And then yeah. we can give then we can give and then we could examples. potentially give examples. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's good. All right. Let's so do what when we experience emotional flooding, a few things are happening in our brain and mm. a lot of people don't get this. So we want to give you a little bit of science, but really we need to dumb it down because there's we don't want to overwhelm people, but we want to give you an idea of what's actually happening in the brain when this happens. So we have a strong emotion, 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 oh gosh, strong emotional switch, clear thinking gets hard, and we have a chemical reaction. So those are the three things that are actually happening in our brain. So we're going to give you a brief description of all of them without getting too technical. We're going to keep it shit super simple, simple today because... This is a great topic that we really want to get some clarity around, some certainty around, and start taking our control and our power back in areas that we can control. Yeah. So we've got strong emotional switch. What does that mean? So basically, a part of our brain called the amygdala gets really active. And it's like an alarm system that makes us feel intense emotions, like fear, anger, and very quickly. And even sadness and, um, oh, I'm trying to think about that. So my natural default is actually anger. Sam's is sadness. Yeah. So when we get flooded with emotion, we can go into I cry. that panic. <sighs> yeah, we can go into that panic state, right? We feel um, frustrated and we can feel threatened. And so it's that fight-flight response. Mm. But it does happen. The most important thing is the amygdala gets activated and we respond quickly. Like the emotions are coming in quick. Yeah. So they're like, so, boom. It's like when you pick up the phone and somebody tells you something that you didn't want to hear and you're like, Whoo, and you can just feel that flood in your body straight away. And that's the amygdala having a very fast response. It's it's a um, what do you alarm call it? system. It's a uh, reactional response. Yeah. So True. there's, there's hmm. no thinking about how you feel. You feel it in that moment. It's just how your body responds. It's like a holy shit. Yeah. Like, you know, every the blood can drain from you. Whew. And the second one is the clear thinking gets hard. Mm. Right? So this is really important because people don't understand this one, right? Another part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, which helps us think clearly and make really smart choices, it actually gets taken over by really strong chemicals. So 
we're actually going to struggle to think clearly, and this is the important thing, and make decisions. I'm going to put my hand up right now, and I'm going to say I become more reactive than proactive. Can I say that you make decisions, but quite often you make bad decisions in the moment. So mm, you struggle true. to make good decisions because you're not thinking the way you should. Because it's like a chemical invasion going on in there. Like your brain is just like, right? So you can't think clearly. Like you're in a fight or flight response. And most people don't understand that. So it's normal if you're not able to make decisions. It's normal if you're not able to articulate yourself. So if you're in the middle of a domestic, you know, like and you're verbally having to go at each other and you think, you know, they say something and you get triggered by that, then, you know, the amygdala's going, we're in fight or flight mode and we're like acting quickly and thinking hard up. Thinking clearly gets really challenging, and you you want to speak and you want to speak, and you want, but you actually can't. Like you, or you speak so much that you say things that you regret. Mm. All right, and the third one, a chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. Our brain releases special chemicals that make our body react to emotions. So these chemicals can make your heart race, uh, your muscles tense up, your breathing rate yes. changes. It's like your body is getting ready to deal with something intense. So it's a physical response to a something you've heard. So your brain hears it. You have a, a massive release of chemicals in your body and your body is now ready to go, ready to fight, ready to collapse, ready to whatever. It's just, it's ready. And um, you probably most often notice it with breathing because generally you notice your heart rate goes up and your breathing gets maybe a little bit shallow, like you fast breathe. It's not often that when you're stressed, you take long, slow, deep breaths. Mm. So, so it's a physical response. That's what actually, yeah, what's happening is your body, your brain, everything's changing due to chemicals, due to um, hormone levels also changing. Like it's just you're going into almost a shutdown mode. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you've had some really um, upsetting news. Maybe you've been in a situation where you know you've been confronted and you weren't ready to be confronted. Maybe you have um, had your children react in a certain way. Maybe you've had family members act in a certain way. And maybe you can relate to this. And if you can, we want you to know that you're not alone. This is a normal response so the normal response is exactly what we just spoke about and every single person on the planet goes through this so let's see what, what creates it yeah so what are they like i said before there were like three really common scenarios mm. where your brain might flood with emotions so like one trigger triggered memories mm. so you might have remembered something number two unexpected news that's a goodie and number three high stress environments so if we look at the triggered, triggered memories, sometimes an event or a situation that you're in at the time can trigger memories from the past. And basically these memories you, in the past that you may have thought that you'd already moved on from and that you already passed it. But getting into that situation and having that memory, it's tied to really strong emotions. And then that whole emotional thing starts to resurface and then you suddenly get that same feeling of overwhelm and those same emotions that you had back back when it happened or when in that past experience. And one of the things that I help women deal with is, it is basically like trigger or trauma work, is we don't know what we don't know until we do. And so some people are 
um, talking through a situation that may have happened the previous week and then they're pretty irate or they're angry or they're sad or they're upset and they don't know why. And that's because if we've had a, a situation in the past and we <coughs> haven't dealt with that, that emotion is actually being stored in the body. So we're actually holding on to that emotion and when someone else has some similar says something similar or has the same action or same response, that is going to be a trigger for us. So I want to share that with you because we want to sort of think about moving in this direction of helping enlighten other people around some stuff to help with work around triggering and what does that mean and how do you work with it. So if this is something that you're interested in, please leave us a comment on the YouTube channel because we um, would love to go deeper in this and we'd love to be able to share and explain this more but today what I'm going to leave you with when it comes to triggered memories is when you do the work the trigger goes away when you do the work so instead of um, moving away and thinking oh my gosh this is really scary and I can't cope and we shut down and we um, move into just flop mode I want you to think about this and again we're just a little bit digressing here is be grateful for the opportunity to know that there's still some work for us to do. And this has certainly come up for me in the last two to three weeks. Okay, unexpected news. Whew, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so it's just that, um, I mean, you've had it done before. You receive unexpected and distressing news and your brain will flood with maybe fear, anxiety or sadness as you try to process and make sense of the information you've heard. That's one of those instant kind of emotional floodings that you'd get. Those chemicals suddenly go in your brain. And I, I, I really <coughs> wanted to share with you um, my story that happened. So we got back from our wonderful holiday. I was feeling relaxed, energized. Uh, I hadn't... So some people know, some people don't. Like I do have a chronic liver condition and... I think November, I think it's since November, I've been back on a weekly blood tests, which is a good thing in one respect and not so good in another thing. So before we went away on holiday, I've been on weekly blood tests since November. And the day that I left, um, I was like, yay, no blood tests for six weeks. This is going to be great. Like I was excited. And we went away, had an amazing time. And I noticed that my anxiety was going down and, and Sam you notice a change in my behavior. Yeah, way less stressed, way more just fun-loving, just going out and doing things, not overthinking things, just having fun, just just generally living in the moment. Living, just being normal, like how she normally normally would be, I guess. And it's like normal behavior, back to the normal. Yeah, back to normal. Yeah. And I, I wasn't aware of what was happening until one day it seems like, babe, you're just like so relaxed this is amazing like what's going on and I said I don't know and I stopped and thought about it and I thought I haven't had to check my blood test I haven't had to get a blood test this week and I haven't had to wait you know like getting the blood test is one thing so I have a little bit of anxiety around that um, the second thing is then waiting for my blood test to arrive and then the third thing in the week is waiting for my specialist to ring me so trigger 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 yeah trigger 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 <laughs> yeah. um exactly that was trigger 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 yeah and then of course me checking my blood test because i get all my blood tests sent to me so i'm aware before the the specialist is um ringing me regarding them so 
on the Monday, we, we got back and um, feeling really good. And I waited the first week, right? I thought, I'm not going to bother getting my blood test. I'm feeling really good. I'm energized. I had a, a catch-up call uh, a session with my coach. And we actually unpacked this. And I really wanted to share this with you because I wanted to be transparent. Because so many people are like, shit, you got your shit together. And how do you cope with a chronic disease? And how are you doing this? I sometimes don't. Like shit's real. And I don't like to share that with a lot of people because what you think about, you bring about. What you speak about, you bring about. But I also want to be that person that is really honest to, to let everyone know that shit does go bad. And sometimes I'm not coping. And sometimes I do get the bad news. And sometimes I do go underground. And sometimes I do become immobilized. Sometimes I'm extremely reactive. Uh, just like everybody else. So... I thought today just sharing this story may help people understand that what they're going through is actually okay. So I had a coaching um, session with my coach and we unpacked it and realized that I didn't want to go back into that highly anxious state and I um, was going, I was giving my power away by trying to control something that was actually outside of my control. So we made a call that I wasn't going to get the blood test sent to me anymore. And I thought, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. It was bloody hard, but I did it. And then when I went to get my lab test results, I mean, I went to get my blood test at the end of the week because I delayed it till Friday. Uh, the lady, know, they know me so well in there. So beautiful shout out to my lab result people and Glendine here. And she's like automatically puts it in the email and she says, I've already put the code in there. And I'm like, Whew. And I'm like, my anxiety started to look because I was like, I don't need to know. And I didn't know. I don't need to know. So I was starting to, again, the, the flooding was starting to happen. And I thought, I'm not going to tell her because I didn't want to tell her that it was creating anxiety. I had shame around that, right? Because I think, oh, you've got to have your shit together. You don't have to have your shit together, by the way. But that's what I was thinking at that particular time. I didn't want to feel judged. I didn't want to feel like people didn't have my shit together. Trust me, they're not thinking that. It was all in my head. So I got in the car and I was like, and I said to Sam, okay, they've actually sent me the blood test results. We'll get that tonight or tomorrow. I didn't get the code, so we're not going to access it. And then I'm sitting in the car because I'm thinking, I need to access it. I need to access it. I really, and there was a huge part of me that wanted certainty around that, right? Because for three years, I've monitored my bloods. And I mean, we've gone from three times a week down to weekly, down to two weekly, to, to monthly. And then just, you know, because my blood started to elevate in November, we've gone back to weekly. So we've had several hundred blood tests in the last year, in the last three years, sorry. So super heightened, relax, super heightened, relax, super heightened, relax. So I haven't, oh, I think dysregulated nervous system around it, to be honest. That's what I think's happened. There's the trigger. So... Bloods came through, right, on the Monday. I didn't know about it. Sam said the bloods are on. I was like, yep, cool, can't access them. No trigger. No trigger, go. Have the weekend off, don't even stress about it. I wasn't, and I was feeling great, so I wasn't worried. Specialist rings me on Monday morning. Haven't spoken to him now for seven weeks. And this is me. Hang on. I don't want to say the name, but you know, hi. Because we're like on first name basis. Like, that's how cool we are. I'm not sure he thinks it's cool. But anyway, um, and he said, you've got my attention, Ursh. And I just thought he was taking the bus. 
I thought, he's missed me. I'm back in the country. And he's like, where have you been? That's the type of thing that I was thinking he was doing, right? Because obviously I'm feeling good and, you know, I've had my blood test and, you know, no reason for alarm. And he said, you've got my attention and are you sitting down? And when he last told me, are you sitting down? It was some pretty traumatic news, right? And he said, is Sam with you? So what do you think is happening to me right now? So all of these emotional things are happening. So we the flooding starts, the amygdala, it gets really active. What happens? I've moved into, holy shit, this is scary shit, right? Like when he doesn't speak much, I'm like, oof. And then he proceeded to tell me, you know, a couple of things which were very alarming. My blood markers had gone up 400%. Um, I'm not allowed to leave the country. Uh, he's going to put me on medication that's <coughs> dangerous for my heart and my kidneys. And he was coming across in a tone of fear, um, which escalated my fear. And I said to him, but dude, I'm feeling good. He said, well, the good news is you've had a great holiday, but you're not allowed to leave the country. So I automatically went into... Um. There, was a, there were multiple things going on here. <laughs> How dare you tell me I'm not allowed to leave the country? And But fear, complete fear, shut complete down. Fear. So anything that he said after that, because he always says, you know, like when he's changing my meds, um, is Sam there? Because he knows I'm in flooding mode. And so I can't think properly. I don't know what questions to ask and I can't language what I need. Because remember, clear thinking gets hard. So I automatically just collapsed and sitting right here, took the call, Sam was at work, I'm alone, which doesn't often happen when the specialist rings. And I just went into complete shutdown. My shoulders collapsed, my heart rate was elevated. I felt like I was either gonna burst into tears or I was gonna faint. Those were the two responses. And I'm just sitting here and I'm practicing my breath and I'm just thinking, you can breathe this, just breathe this, just breathe this, you've got this, you've got this. And I started my tapping and I was like, you are safe, you are safe, you are safe. My brain did not feel safe. It didn't feel safe. So I went into panic, I went into anxiety, and I went into fear. So he just started rattling off stuff and I just grabbed my iPad at the time and I just autoed him because I knew I was starting to flood. I knew I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't stop him in his, he was on a mission and he's like, doof, 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 doof. and I'm just like, I, you've lost me on, you can't leave the country. I'm still stuck there because my brain stopped. So I autoed, which means I audioed the message so that I could get all the information I needed and I could give that to Sam at a later time because I knew that I wasn't available emotionally to listen. So, I'm curious, <coughs> where in your life has that happened to you? So where in your life have you been stopped in your tracks? Because I want you to know that if you have recently been through that, or if you can remember an episode where that's happened to you, you're not alone. In fact, it's more common than you think. Most people, including myself, just feel very uncomfortable sharing it. Most people, like myself, prefer to shut that down 
most people like myself prefer to hide. Most people prefer to either numb or run or completely shut down. So I want you to know that if you've experienced that and you have had escalated fear or panic or shutdown or collapse or cry, it's 100% okay. It's not about blame, shame or complain. It's about you doing the best that you can do in that particular time. So however you coped with that was the best thing that you could have done. And I want you to take this, this moment right now to celebrate and acknowledge you. Just celebrate and acknowledge the courage that you had to deal with. Maybe it was unexpected news, like mine was unexpected news, right? The other one is you may have had a high stress environment. You know, like you could have been in a high stress environment, whether you're at work or maybe you're in a relationship. And due to external factors, you can flood our brain. We flood our brain with stress hormones. So it's making it difficult to manage our emotions effectively. So maybe you've been in a situation where you've had a argument with your partner. Maybe you found out your partner's cheated on you. Maybe you've had an incident with your children and maybe you know they've been expelled from school. Maybe you've had an incident with a best friend um, and something traumatic has happened to them or a family member or to you. <coughs> so it could be a high stress environment that's brought this emotional flooding up. It could be... Um, could be just like with work related. You could work. be suddenly been told you've got a deadline of four o'clock to complete something really massive. And you know that to do that is, is almost impossible and have a massive flood that you won't be able to deliver. You may be feeling inadequate and you're feeling worried and you're feeling really overwhelmed and frightened. And that escalates to the point where you feel immobile and you can't actually comprehend. And as we spoke about, you know, those things that actually happen is like the, uh, what was I saying? The, the amygdala. The amygdala. So we have a strong emotional switch. We um, can't think clearly and we have a chemical reaction. And if that has been happening to you or that has happened to you, number one, I want to say I'm really sorry. Because I know for me, it was scary as fuck. And I'm not going to lie about it. Like even, you know, it's taken me three weeks to even be able to process that and do my own internal journey about this and keep myself safe, you know, through practices that I've been implementing every day. I want you to know that you're not alone. Because that's really important for me. It's when people are going through this, when, when flooding happens and it continues to flood and it doesn't just go away, I want you to know that I feel you and that I see you. And if at any time you want to reach out to me, I'm here for you. So... Moving on from that. Yeah, like what are some of the strategies that you've used? Yeah, so she's got lots of really good strategies, <clears throat> excuse me, that she uses to, to help to, to sort of navigate the overwhelming emotions. Um, because we've been, this has been a cycle for the last three years around um, medication, etc. What do you, what are the, there's like four things that you actually do regularly and yeah. maybe share that with everybody. And ladies, this has been a journey for me. So I am not the master at this. Like I mess shit up all the time. And 
uh, one of the favorite things I love saying with me and my clients is I'm clunky as fuck. I'm not an expert. I'm just like everybody else out there trying to do the best that I can and navigate what I'm going through as best I can. And one of the things that I really wanted to um, celebrate myself for is I guess once the call was finished, I had a coaching client within um, 15 minutes and I thought this is my first response is I can't coach. I just can't like I'm right now I'm shutting down. I just can't do that and I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so I quickly rang um, Sam and I just said to her, babe, I need um, a 15 minute debrief, reframe. I've got a coaching client in 15 minutes. I'm going to stretch her out for half an hour <coughs> and I just need to offload. I've spoken to the specialist and it's not the news that we wanted to hear today. And so now, of course, who's triggered? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's now triggered, right? Uh, Wait. Okay. And she's mm. at work, which is, you know, and normally I wouldn't trigger her like that at work. And also knowing that Sam is fully capable. So Sam's quite logical based. So she comes, you know, medical, asks the right questions and knows that she's there to advocate for me. So thank you for that, honey. So one of, and I'll give you the three actually, because we just went out and on, right? So number one is mindful and grounding techniques. Number two is emotional regulating practices. Number three is reframing. And number four, I'm going to share with you the affirmation that I have on my mirror that used to be downstairs and then we flooded. I forgot to move it upstairs. When we flooded, I didn't move it. And now I need it again. And that's okay because I have the tools, so I'm going to share them with you. So mindful grounding, mindfulness and grounding techniques. So it involves staying present in the moment, right? So we're observing our emotions without judgment. And this is really important because I've been a bully. I've bullied myself thinking that I should have my shit together. I bully myself um, and shame myself so that um, it prevents me from taking action. And what I say to myself and what I've said to myself over my many years of existence is actually really disgusting. So we say, you should be able to cope. Why haven't you got your shit together? You just need to do this. And why can't you do that? And you always mess this shit up. Really? Stop fucking complaining. There's people out there that are worse than you. So number one is when flooding happens, and I'm not saying that you can always do this, is please be mindful of not judging yourself in the height of the moment. Grounding techniques such as focusing on breath. So one of the things um, I do is I tap. That's the first thing I do. I just use my two fingers. I am safe. I am safe. I tap the head. I am safe. I am safe. And we shall, I keep saying that we're going to do one on this um, emotional, yeah. <clears throat> We will come back and do a full one on that. So the first thing I did as soon as I hang up was like, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. The second thing is focusing on your breath. Knowing that when we're flooding, our breath starts to get really shallow. And that can cause tingling in your fingers. It can cause lightheadedness in your head. So I'm just going to encourage you to look at box breathing of three breaths or four breaths in. Hold for four and then breathe out for four and then hold for four 
and doing four rounds of box breathing will actually balance your nervous system all right so those that's the thing that straight away I just went into my tapping and straight away I went into my breath now my breath might look like this one two three hold one two three one two three right and because I do Wim Hof breathing every day I was able to by the fourth round get to a point where I was starting to lessen the chemicals in my brain and create clarity and calm in my brain so everything wasn't racing was I still living in fear? Yes. Was I still scared? Yes. Was I still anxious? You fucking bet I was, right? However, I wanted to be able to self-regulate so that I could show up for my client. All right. Uh, emotional regulation practices. Um, learning to identify and label our emotions can create distance between us and the overwhelming feelings. So I wanted to share with you one of the things that I do with my clients is instead of saying I am, I am, I am, I take a step back and I say, Ush is feeling highly anxious right now. What were you going to say? Ush is. Yeah, Ush is. I am. So I'm detaching from that. Sam's obviously heard me do this a lot. <laughs> Ursha's feeling anxious right now. Ursha's feeling really messed up right now. Ursha's really fucked off right now. I what see Sam is really hungry right now quite a lot. <laughs> so whatever you need to say to detach is a great way, is, is to remove the emotion from you rather than making the emotion you, instead of owning that emotion, is separate. Create space between you and the emotion. Ursha's really worried right now. Ursha's really concerned right now. Ursha's really happy right now. Ursha's really confident right now. Whatever emotions are coming up for you. Uh, the other thing that, and I didn't do this, was journaling. Talking to a friend, like I said to you, you know, emotionally regulating for me used to mean shutting down and just <laughs> like this. And now the first thing I do is instead of keeping it in my head, as scary as it is, I open my heart and share it with Sam. So it's, this has been a process like before because that requires a, a hell of a lot of vulnerability. And, I, you know, I'm the type of person that I've got to have my shit together. I'm my own warrior. I can do this <coughs> alone. <coughs> Whatever it takes, I'm there. And I've had to learn over the last three years that the stuff that goes in my head is pretty crazy. There's some badass stories that I make up along the way. And I need to get it out of my head because if I don't, my head makes me dead, right? Like it's crazy. So sometimes I can tell Sam about it quickly. Yeah. And then other times... Yeah, actually getting quicker and quicker. Mm. The more we practice it. That's the thing. It might be hard at the beginning if you haven't done it before. And you might have to build up the courage to do it. But the more you do it, the quicker you're able to do it. So like Ursh ringing me straight away. And um, usually now it's only a matter of sort of minutes to, to maximum an hour really when you mm. have not, not have to but you share what's I happening I think there's been an episode in the last couple of weeks where it's been days but that's okay because <laughs> it used to be like weeks or months or I'd be so embarrassed to tell her what I was thinking for fear of judgment I would just shut down and clam up thinking get your shit together get your shit together get your shit together um, and now because I've got 
uh, Sam to speak to and she opens a very safe space for me please remember that not everybody is worthy of your emotions and your greatness so please be very clear on who you talk to if you do have a coach like my coach is now booked every week until Christmas because I know that this is going to be a, a longer journey for me so please seek professional support and and make sure that you've got someone that you trust that you know that can handle your emotions at the time rather than trying to shut you down is it this is not the time for that the next one is reframing so reframing is cognitive reframing involves challenging negative thought patterns that contribute to emotional flooding so I guess the reframe for me, and it happened within 10, uh, 12 to 24 hours, is I went into flooding for like 12, 24 hours. And I was just like, Phew. and I stayed focused on stupid things. And I can say it now, but at the time it doesn't feel stupid, right? Like I can't fly. Well, this has got to be really bad. The medication has to, you know, I've, it's going to have an impact on my blood pressure and we've got to get off these tablets as quick as possible. That was his words. I'm staying with them. Okay, I can't be taking these. These are going to be really bad for me. These are really dangerous. What else is going to go wrong with me? So what was I focusing on? Because what you focus on, you attract. So in the first 24 hours or 12 hours, I was like living in a super heightened state because all I saw was these are the worst drugs to take, which is what he's told me, and we need to get you off these as quick as possible, but we need to attack this right now, because your liver's out of control, and you can't travel. So I'm like, doof, 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 and I'm like, look, I keep repeating the same thing. Maybe you've done the same. And then we start telling ourselves bullshit stories. We start answering our questions, because our brain wants to keep us safe. So then I woke up on Tuesday morning, and I was like, fuck him. I said this to Sam, <laughs> didn't I? Like, excuse my French, everyone, but this is exactly what I said. Fuck him. I'm not going to let his stress and his anxiety disrupt my day. Like, I'm just not. Like, if he doesn't want me to travel, his problem. Like, I don't see why I can't travel. If I'm going to Australia, I'll just get a blood test while I'm in Australia. That's his only concern. Now, is that his only concern? I don't even know. But I'll tell you what I do know is when I answered my own question, I said, I still can travel. I will just give him his weekly blood test because that's what he's basing his generalization on because he couldn't access me couldn't get meds to me could have stopped this happening blah, blah blah whatever I don't even know what his story is I didn't even want to ask because then I get wrapped up in it so I decided to reframe and make up my own story so I started creating <coughs> and interpreting you know really the situation's really bad and I'm not saying that the situation is exactly where we want it right now but I'm not in hospital you know what I mean like Yes, I've got to take some really ugly meds at the moment that are, you know, making my face blow up. <coughs> um, and it's under control. Like, I'm going to be meeting with him. Things are going to be under control. I'm grateful. I'm blessed that I've got a specialist that's onto it. I'm grateful and blessed, even though these meds aren't the best right now, they're doing the job that they need to do. Like, there's so many things to be grateful for. So I started reframing. And I want you to start thinking about the same what is the thing that you can do? What are you reliving over and over and over again? And what can you do to reframe it? And today is probably one of the first days I haven't had it on since I had the news, is I have a rubber band. And I think I shared this with you last week, right? I Once my thinking starts going to blah, right? I will pull that and I'll think of three things that I'm grateful for. 
I'm so grateful that we have access to free blood tests. I'm so grateful that we have different forms of medication in this country that can help with my chronic illness. I'm so grateful that my uh, specialist has me on speed dial. That's what I'm going. Why? Because if shit goes bad, he's just going to ring me. Like, that's good. Like, let's get on top of it rather than wait for me to be going to the doctors over and over and over again and end up in hospital. Like, this is preventative. Like, at the time, yes, I'm flooding. But this is one of the techniques that I used. And did I keep going in and out of flooding? 100% yes, I did. Don't be thinking that that shit got over in one, you know, simple morning. It's constantly, you have to constantly work on this because your brain is the great trickster and it will constantly take you to the stories that create the overwhelm and the fear, which then brings about fatigue. So <clears throat> the last one that I wanted to share with you, because I know this is a very long episode, right, is affirmations and I shared this on my stories the other day and when I first got diagnosed and my fear was extremely elevated and my panic was elevated and I was just living in fight or flight the whole time this was one quote that I got from Louise Hay so I put in an A4 picture and I put in the bathroom and every morning I would just say this to myself I stopped doing it right because it was calm again however I've put it now on a post-it on my mirror. So I read it morning and night. Every time I go for PP, it's there. All is well. Everything is working out for my highest good. Out of this situation, only good will come. I am safe. And for me personally, I always just say, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. And if I'm feeling highly anxious, I put my hand on the middle of my chest and I say, I am safe. <coughs> I am safe I am safe so that's the affirmation that I use I hope you love my affirmation because this keeps my head out of flooding and it makes me feel more grounded and more centered and sometimes I have to say it 20 times a day that's okay because it beats being flooded it beats being anxious it beats being panic all of those things. So I just keep coming back to it and I repeat it and I repeat it and I repeat it. So I just want to re what is it thing? The recap. You can recap. Recap it. You know, like sorry, my speech gets like these new meds, I'm telling you. Like there's lots of speech issues, there's lots of brain. So take yeah, it away, yeah. Sam. So she's got some really good um, techniques that you can use to help with that overwhelm flooding feeling at the emotions that you get. So number one was. is mindfulness and grounding techniques. So those were things like tapping and um, breathing stuff. Emotional regulation practices, that was, the, you know, doing some journaling, um, talking to friends about it, reframing, so just changing the way you think of a situation, mm. find the good, look for the gratitude, the gr be grateful rather than be in that moment of fear. And lastly was affirmations, um, which she's used it all as well, and I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. Just those three words on their own are amazing. And then you printed the ones for me too, that you yeah, put up so, in a frame on my wall. Wow. And Ursh often she sits here whenever she's having a moment where she might be hitting that overwhelm hit, you know, like a trigger and hitting overwhelm. She goes, I am confident, I am capable, and I am courageous. And it's just re reaffirming the positive things for yourself. And there was a really cool quote that I came across, which I wrote in here to share. I thought it was really well written. Is when emotions flood the gates of reason, because they do, that's the whole thing. When, the, when emotions flood the gates of reason, it's our choice to build bridges 
or be carried away by the current. And so this hopefully today with her sharing her techniques and everything that she does on a, on a daily or regular basis to help with any overwhelm will help you to build your bridge rather than being washed downstream because you never know where you're going to end up. Mm. And, um, and I'm sorry if you're being carried away by the current right now because that's a really shit place to be. It really is. So yeah, I think that's hmm. anything else you wanted to share there today. No. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. If there's anyone else that you know that's struggling right now, please do them a huge favor and send them this podcast because so many of us hide what we're going through for fear of judgment and fear of shame and shame loves shadows. And it's taken me three weeks to share this story and I'm still going through the flooding and you know, I've, I've got specialist face to face and he's been ringing me every day and he's changed my meds, you know, doubled them. Um, and so every time I'm getting a phone call from him and every time the blood test is happening, I'm waiting for two days. It's normal. It's normal for us to flood. And however, I've started applying these techniques to take control back and take the power back. So what you focus on, you attract. What you focus on magnifies. So if we're focused on what we don't want right now, which is I don't want these blood tests, this, I don't want this, I don't, then we're going to bring that. What I want us to focus on, and I strongly encourage you and me to focus on, is what do we want? And so every morning I'm visualizing my blood tests are coming down, I'm having extraordinary results, I'm no longer on this um, medication, I'm just able to come back onto a different immune blocker and I'm able, and I just focus on I'm energetic, I'm vibrant, I'm healthy, my cells are all magnificent and my body is self-healing. So I'm very intentional about focusing on what I want because it's very easy for me to focus on what I don't want when I'm in a super heightened mood. So thank you everyone for listening. If this was useful and you would like more information about this or you have any questions, please, please, please um, reach out. Reach out because I don't want anyone to have their shame hidden right now because shame loves shadows. Let's blow some light on that and let's normalize what we're all going through. So remember, today... Go and sprinkle some magic on someone because you don't know who needs you today. Until next week, everybody. Whew, we've done Bye it. Bye, we've done it. I survived. <laughs> I survived. But my heart rate's still going, let me tell you. You need to do some box breathing. If I had time, I'd my go and do a meditation. Tell you, you need to do some box breathing. <laughs> I feel like if I had time right now, I'd be going to do my, my um, meditation. I'd be doing my Wim Hof right now. Mm. However, I'm jumping straight into my Ultimate You group. Um, my private coaching group, and I know that um, after I've spent a couple of hours with these ladies, life is going to be world. outstanding. So, right. thanks everybody. everybody. Until next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials, and don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today. Remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.